Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. I'm just going to mention a few things before I give you the title tonight, as it's become my habit. I'm not catching up to Pastor Andre, and he's moved on already, but we'll get there. So, you know, you've seen the beautiful sunflowers, and aren't they gorgeous? Part of our decor. Uh, But I want to share some facts with you about sunflowers. I did this about 10 years ago or more in in Middle Earth next door, and uh, found it so fascinating to study I've always loved sunflowers. I won't say I grow them in my garden or I buy them every time, but whenever I see like a girl with a T-shirt on with a sunflower, maybe that's an idea for conference, uh, you know, or pictures or paintings or whatever, it, it really, it, it's just so delightful because it's, it's like a cheery thing to look at. Amen? Well, sunflowers face the east where the sun comes up. And uh, mature sunflowers will remain facing the east towards the sun, but young sunflowers, as the sun goes from the east to the west, will follow the sun. Amen? It's, 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 it's fascinating. And so it's always towards where the sun is. And as the sun sets, the sunflower, the young sunflower, will then again face the east, even though it's dark, ready for the cycle to repeat itself the next day. And for me, it's like we should be like those sunflowers, shouldn't we? We should keep our eyes on the sun of righteousness, and we should follow his lead. And I like the fact that it says young. And you know what Jesus taught us? He said, unless you become as a child... You cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. You won't won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So I would prefer to think of myself not as an old sunflower, but as a young sunflower that is just going to follow the course of the sun. And um, you know what's beautiful about the young sunflowers as well? The young sunflowers follow the sun even on cloudy and stormy days. Isn't that amazing? So I had to do my homework and get my facts straight here. So the beautiful thing about the, 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 the sun is that although it's stormy and cloudy down there, it's always there and it's always shining. The sun is always shining and it reminds me of God. We need to remember that God is always there, amen, and he's always reliable, isn't he? And so sunflowers also, they get their strength and their power from the sun, And it speaks of us. We get our strength and our power from the living God. We can't do this life without Him. We read in Malachi chapter 4 verse 2, it says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N, will rise with healing in His wings. And I, I thought about that and I thought, well, God is so much greater than the Son. You know, God created the sun, and God is omnipresent. The sun isn't. At the moment, the sun isn't here. It's shining in the northern hemisphere, and we're in the southern hemisphere. But, but the reality is, and I meditated on that, and I, I just thought, 
God needs to speak to us in ways we can understand. Because He is so great. He is so marvelous. We don't even know. We can't grasp who He really is. But whenever an angel of the Lord, or whenever it appeared as if Jesus appeared to people, they fell on their faces. Amen? In, in, in His presence. Because the light that shone from Him was so beautiful and almost unbearable. Now, when we look to God the son of righteousness, it tells me that we are saying, we'll follow you, Lord. We'll follow your leading. We look to you for strength. We look to you for empowerment. And, and you know what? When we do that, we become more Christ-like. And the world today needs more Christ-like people. In fact, we are told that we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. In Matthew 5 from verse 14, it says, you are the world's light. A city on a hill glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light. Let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. In fact, here's a responsibility on us to be light, to glow. Because when people do that, and they see that, and when we do that, and they see that, they will praise our Heavenly Father. We haven't even opened our mouths. We haven't even said a word. We're actually just being Christians. We're not, we don't have to say to people, um, I want to introduce you to Jesus. We don't have to say to people, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church. Just be a Christian, amen. You know, in some cases, just show Jesus before you even speak about him. And that is really what the scripture says to me. It says that people will be uh, praising your heavenly father when you are the light. You are different. You're actually like a sunflower. You stand out a mile. You are bright and uh, just, just a wonderful. Just shine your light with love and kindness. Now look behind me. Isn't this beautiful? I spoke about this on Sunday when I, when I received the offering. And it's Pastor Nats, who's part of this house, was part of this house. She's part of Rivers. She's in Kailami. Her husband's barely visible at the back, right-hand corner. But there she is with her little one and the two other little ones, and they are the light. During the Belito storm, well, the KZN storms in the Belito area, they went out with a list of things that they were going to do, and they did it. We got the report today. There were blankets. There was liters and liters of water, uh, toilet rolls. I can't even remember everything. But that's what it means to shine your light with love and with kindness. Amen? We do not live for ourselves. We live for God and we live for others. Amen? Shine the goodness of God. Shine the values of God. His values is what the world needs. And we have it. Do we? We have it. And we can shine that light for others to see. And, uh, you know, it, it says there you will glow in the dark. In this dark world, there's darkness in this world. People are lost. People are backslidden. People are not serving Jesus. They don't want him. And they're trying to change the word, and they try to do all kinds of things. That, that, things. that means darkness is on the face of the earth, and we have an enemy. But you know what? We can glow in the dark. Amen. 
and be like moths that are flying towards a light. That's what we need to be. Now, in these difficult times that we are living in, it's important for us to stand out. Stand out like sunflowers facing the sun. And in the midst of your personal darkness and your personal suffering, may your light shine. Because that, co- that comes from God empowering you to be able to do it. Amen? And may your joy and hope in the God of hope um, just be evident to all. And, and may people understand where you get your strength from. You get it from the Son, amen? The Son of God. And um, so I want to speak tonight on a message called, What to Do When Life Gets You Down. The Bible is full of advice on what to do when life gets you down. And my first thought this evening, I'll just get straight to it, when life gets you down, look up. Look up. That's what the sunflowers do. And remember, we want to be like the sunflowers, <laughs> God's creation. We want to be the sunflowers who look, there's my God, there's my God, there's my God. From the rising of the sun till where it goes down, his name is to be praised. Amen. Psalm 121, I'm reading you the whole psalm. This psalm, by the way, has been and meant so much to me during lockdown. I don't know if anyone else um, discovered how powerful this psalm is, but especially for me, it, I know it well, but it meant, it came alive to me. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Such a beautiful psalm to encourage us and to comfort us. Amen. And the psalm could almost sound like nothing is ever going to go wrong. But actually, the psalm was written because things do go wrong. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Amen. You know, uh, when life gets you down, don't look down. Don't look elsewhere, elsewhere for what only God can give you. You know, our friends, our best friends, or even a spouse, as wonderful as they are, they can't give us what God can give us. Amen? And at times, only God can carry us through the situation we find ourselves in. So when life gets you down, look up. Look beyond the hills. Look beyond the mountains. Look to where God is. Amen? Higher, higher, higher and give him honor and glory, and let his power and strength, let his Holy Spirit come and fill you and empower you to live the life he has called you to. My second thought this evening is, when life gets you down, hope again. Boy, have we spoken about hope in the last two or more years. 
Joyce Meyer said, hope is the natural cure for unhappiness. You know, we as Christians cannot afford to be hopeless and to be miserable. Beautiful series that Pastor Andre has been preaching on, you know, pain is inevitable, misery is optional. We have an option, we have a choice. We cannot afford, you know, if we don't have hope in the God of hope, if we have a sense that, you know, God no longer cares, we're not going to make it. We are not going to make it. He's the answer to every prayer we make. Isn't that true? He's the answer to every prayer that we pray. Romans 5 verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint. Oh, I like it. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope is the constant expectation of good. You know what we need? We need to expect something good every single day. That could just be having a good night's sleep and waking up sunny, bright, and chirpy, raring to go. That is a blessing from the Lord. Expect something good. Expect breakthroughs in your life every single day. You know what a breakthrough is for me? It's like, you know, when you... Um, get a call to say, you know, you, the money that I owe you for the last five years, I'm able to pay back now. Oh, that's a breakthrough. What else can I think about? The promotion that you've been praying God for, that is a breakthrough. The house that you've been trying to sell for the last how many years, sold that is a breakthrough. Finding out you're pregnant after maybe 10 years of marriage, what a breakthrough. Amen? And the boyfriend that you love so much asks you to marry him. What a breakthrough. But you know what I liken this to? It's like when the sun comes shining through and the clouds just move away. You know, the, the clouds speak of darkness and dullness. I don't do well on cloudy days. The Lord knows it. I've tried. I'm 68. This has been a very long journey for me. I get really miserable and unmotivated when, the, when it's cloudy and overcast. But I've got to allow it because there are seasons and we've got to understand that God uses seasons for a purpose. But you know, when that sun just starts, it, it, the sun is always shining, but it starts coming through the sun rays. It's just beautiful. It's like the sun breaks through. And when our, our hopes and dreams and what we've been believing for suddenly breaks through, it's absolutely wonderful. Amen? Keep hope alive. Hope again. Don't lose hope. The psalmist, David, was speaking to his soul in Psalm 43, verse 5. And he said, why are you discouraged, my soul? Why are you so restless? Put your hope in God, because I will still praise him. He is my Savior and my God. You know, it sounds like he's speaking to his soul. It's like his spirit and his flesh is speaking to his soul. Like, get with the program. 
Why are you so discouraged? Come on. I believe this is in the Word of God to remind us that we can too speak to our souls. Amen? And say, why are you so hopeless? Come on. God is on the throne. Come on. Let me praise the Lord, the God in heaven. And then the third thought this evening is when life gets you down, be found in the house. I think this is probably my favorite point. It's my favorite topic. I gave my heart to Jesus at the age of 20 in 1974. So I think that would be now 48 years ago. Can anyone help me here? Is it 48? So that's a long time to be in the house of God. And I never moved away from the house of God. I never left the house of God. I never took a sabbatical from the house of God. I never turned my back on God and his house, the house that he loves, the church that he died to establish on the earth. And so I think that I can get a whole lot of amens when I say that, you know, life brought us down during lockdown. We pined for the house of God. We missed the house of God. We didn't miss the stage and the chairs and the screens. We missed each other because we are the church, amen? But the house of God is where we gather. It's like the house where you live is where you do life. But then we come together and corporately we worship God together and we sit under teaching and, 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 it, and we encourage one another, amen? So be in the house and long for his courts. As we read earlier, part of Psalm 84, I'm just going to scatter a few verses, as Pastor Andre says, some cherries, pickings uh, over there. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord with my whole being, body and soul. I will shout joyfully to the living God. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. On Mauritius Beach. On Clifton Beach. On wherever beach. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather uh, be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Amen. So important. The house of God. The church plays a big part in allowing the light of God to shine into our lives. You know, the first time we came back with a good amount of people, I was so energized after three services. Um, and look at my age. You know, I stood on my feet for three services. I went home and repacked my whole linen cupboard. <laughs> That's how energized I was after being in the presence of God and worshiping and just being encouraged by others who waved at me. Sometimes I can see who it is, but I just love everybody. Just wave, wave, wave. Amen? So the church plays a part in allowing the light of God to shine into our lives. 
uh, when we worship corporately, we're actually like a field of sunflowers. I've come to realize with our hearts, our hands, amen, and our voices raised to the sun, follow, following the son of righteousness, the son of God, amen. And we need to be accountable. The church is there like a, like a the spiritual home is like your home. Their parents, their family members, their brothers, their sisters. We need accountability. We need accountability. If we need it, don't say that you don't need it. We need to be part of the body of Christ. King David, as you know, uh, was a man after the heart of God. He made mistakes. He failed God horribly. But yet, God looked at him as someone who had a heart after God. And I prefer to look at him as someone who did a lot more good than the bad that he did. Amen? Not excusing the bad that he did, by the way. Not covering up the bad that he did. It was terrible what he did. But listen to his heart. And he had a heart after God's heart. And he longed and yearned for the house of God. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Don't you love God? Don't you love the house of God? Wherever it finds itself, amen? And, and so what is beautiful for me is that Jesus taught in the temple. He was found to be in the temple. He healed people in the temple. And he was found in the temple at the age of 12, speaking to the scribes and the you know, teachers of the law, um, understood what it was all about. And so the temple, the house of God is very important. You know, we cannot just be strengthened on our own. I'm all for reading the word daily. I'm all for prayer time. I'm all for spending time with the Lord. It's vital and it's important, but it's not enough. He designed the church to bring strength into our lives, into our Christian walk, to be encouraged by one another. As it says, do not forsake the gathering because we encourage one another. There you are. Amen. You're still serving the Lord. Awesome. Amen. So, we, we, it, you know, the church is not perfect by any means. It's not perfect because we are not perfect. Amen. We've fallen, but we're trying to do the best we can with what we have. Amen. But it sets the lonely. Thank you. It sets the lonely in families. It sets the lonely in families. You know, I gave my heart to Jesus within a local church. So did Pastor Andre. And it means the world to me. That's why I love it. I love the house so much. I love the altar call so much. I love it when I hear people have to raise their hands because it takes me right back 45, 48 years ago when I did the same thing. The church is there to support and care for the flock. And um, it is there to reach the lost, which is what I went a little bit ahead of myself there. And we got saved at the downtown assembly of God, full of hippies, like we were. People with bare feet, long hair, boys and girls, but loved God. And it was a revival. Number four, when life gets you down, pray. 
Well, these are obvious things, aren't they? But maybe you, we all need to be reminded because we, we, we forget to do that. It's like dieting. We want to lose weight. And then we just eat chocolates and biscuits and, you know, it's like you need reminding. Hello, what's the vision for your life? Did you not say you want to lose 10 kilos by the time your daughter gets married? I speak from personal experience. You know, last year in April, I shared a word called, Lord bless me. And it was about the prayer of Jabez. And I just want to remind us all again, the audacity that this man had to pray this bold and big prayer because he believed in a big God the God of hope, the God who hears, the God who will do something. If, if no one's going to do anything, God is going to do something. Amen. 1 Chronicles 14, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. You know, life was clearly not going that well for Jabez. Life was getting him down, and he decided to then pray this bold prayer. And he had hope, he had faith to believe that God would give him this breakthrough and that God would bless him, and God did. You should read that passage. It's hilarious. It's like a genealogy, genealogy, and it just goes on with names, and then suddenly Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and blah, blah, blah. And then he has this prayer moment, and God did it for him, and then it carries on, and so-and-so begat so-and-so, and so, you know, it's like, how does this even fit in? You could miss it. If you, you know, if you skim over, like, your reading, you could so miss it. But you know what we learn from him? He learned to pray for himself. And I want to encourage you, don't just be a person who prays when you've got a whole lot of support around you. Okay, we're all standing together and we're all agreeing together. Well, I, I do enjoy the support. We need, all of us need the support. We have got prayer requests and praise reports and we pray as a team, we pray as a staff. But there are times when you just need to go for it by yourself. And this is what Jabez did. Sometimes when you're on your own, sometimes when you feel I don't have support around me, I've had an argument with my husband. I, I, my best friend is in a bad mood at the moment. Maybe it's that time of the month again. I know her so well. Just go for it, you, on your own. This is what Jabez teaches us, amen, that we can stand on the promises of God all by ourselves, and God will still hear us, amen. You know what God loves about prayer, what Jesus taught us, is to be persistent. Be like the persistent widow. Persist in your, Lord, here I'm coming again, I'm coming again. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find and knock and it will be opened to you. Just go for it. Lord, here I am again. I'm praying for my son in, in England. Lord, I'm praying for his entire family to be saved. Lord, speak to him in the night. Lord, let your Holy Spirit work in him. Lord, give him a desire to read your word again. Lord, do what only you can. 
Because I'm trusting you and I'm asking you, I'm seeking you, and I'm knocking on that door. Amen. I trust I'm inspiring you tonight. All God's gorgeous sunflower girls. Number five this evening, when life gets you down, count your blessings instead of your circumstances. Look at what you have, not at what you don't have or what you have lost. I want to say this very respectfully. Even if you've lost a loved one, which is terrible, and I've lost a mother, and I've lost a mother-in-law, and I've lost a dad, and I've lost a brother, and I've lost a grandson. I've lost friends. So I'm not speaking from somewhere where I haven't understood what it feels like to lose someone. But you know what I can count my blessing on? Is that they're basking in the sunlight of God in heaven. They are experiencing the the sun, the S-O-N, amen? And they are in the, that is a blessing to know. Yes, they're gone. It's terrible. It's sad. We mourn and we miss them. But the blessing that that we can count is that's where they are. Where are they? They're in eternity. They're not even thinking about us, actually. They're, They're so consumed by the presence of God, amen, and the angels all around. You know, it says in Psalm 116, just in case it will help you, separate from the message, it says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious in the sight. When someone passes from this life to the next to be eternally with the Lord, it's precious to him, precious in his sight. So that should help you if you are still in a place of mourning. Now, I've shared this with you before, and I do like hymns, although we probably will never sing a hymn here. I don't know. We'll never probably sing a hymn. It's about relevance, and I suppose the seasons, but boy, do they have good words. So, Count Your Blessings is a hymn written by Johnson Oatman Jr., and I found out today that he wrote 5,000 hymns he felt that was his call. Here are the words. When upon life's billows, now please forgive me, it's very old English, but you'll get the gist, I promise you. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will keep singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings. None money money cannot buy your reward in heaven nor your home on high. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be disheartened. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. 
Even if your blessings are really small, it doesn't matter the size of it. Have an attitude that says, I am blessed. I am blessed. God's on my side. God is for me. God is not against me. He knows the plans he has for me. Good future, good plans, good hopes, good dreams. He's faithful. That's why we're here. Amen? So as we come, a close, re- come to a close, remember that like the sun that always shines, God is there and his light shines in and through us. Amen? That's if we look to him. He says if we obey him, if we look to him, that is our portion. Amen? He's an ever-present help in times of trouble. Is he not? So look up and find your help and your strength in him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry. 